are live. Hey everybody, it's your doc, Jeff Booski, creator and founder of Dental Syndicate, where we've cracked the code, we gamifying the system, unlocking power, productivity, and profitability, all while building practices and lives that matter. Welcome to Jumpstart with Jeff. And tonight, I have the honor of having an opportunity to have a conversation with one of my very good friends, Mir Dowd, and I can't wait to interview him. But let me just kind of set the frame for tonight, because tonight is not going to be a whole ton of just high, crazy impact energy. But those of you who are willing to come on this conversation and listen is going to be very, very impactful, because this is going to be a difficult conversation tonight. It's not going to be a conversation where most people want to go. It's not one about practice and production and just some of the easy things that we talk about. Tonight, we're talking about actually the topic, one of the topics that we're going to be talking about and discussing is suicide and, and the wake and the destruction and who it leaves behind. And so I want to introduce my very, very good friend, Amir. Amir, thank you so much for being on here with us. And it's just such a pleasure and great to see you, my friend. I'm honored that you're on here. So thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for having me. You bet. So I had the privilege of getting a chance to meet Amir um, in last year in, uh, it was Miami. Yeah. Uh, Amir is one of the great Gallerites. If you guys don't know what the Gallerites are, uh, Gallerites are an amazing group uh, from the start of a guy named David Galler, who is an incredible practitioner and who's really figured out how to use Invisalign to the utmost profitability and at the same time, um, building an unbelievable network. So if you guys do an Invisalign and you don't know who David Galler is or anything about the Gallerites, go check it out. And, and that's you know, one, one thing that I do want to throw out there because through the Gallerites, I've met such an amazing group of people. And Amir is one of those great groups or great people in that group. And he's also my team leader in there. <laughs> and so it's kind of fun to uh, also flip the switch a little bit and Amir came through our training with Dental Syndicate last year in November. November, yeah. And so, Amir, what I'd like to do is let me just kind of open it up this way for us. If you would share, just share with us, where were you at, you know, before the training that made you want to initially come to the training? Because we had a, a series of conversations, but just share with us, where were you at before the training that really made you want to come? Yeah, so I, I actually remember to this day um, exactly. I actually remember calling you, and it was. It, I don't believe in coincidences in life, right? I think everything happens when it's supposed to, how it's supposed to. Um, and I'll never forget the day I was, I was, I was, I was struggling at work, and I think you'd reached out about a case or something, and I, I decided to just get on the phone and, and talk to you, and our conversation kind of was like. Oh, I know. Actually, I do remember. I was calling you to try and put some leverage on Bruce uh, Bruce Baird yes. to get him to contact us regarding um, compassionate finance. I knew you knew him, so I was like, "Oh, let me let me pull some strings over here." <laughs> and um, it was kind of funny because I think our conversation then shifted, and you started telling me about then you know I think you just started Dental Syndicate or just starting it, yeah. and you just had your first training. And um, you started telling me about it. I could tell you were like really excited about it. And as I listened to what you were telling me about it, I, I was sitting there and I was fairly quiet at first, Jeff. And I kind of, this is a long conversation. And I sat there and I thought to myself, man, it really seems like this is something I'm supposed to do. Um, and like I said, I think it was, 
and whatever you guys believe in divine intervention, whatever it is, you know, I think, I think God sent you over to me, man, to, to tell me this because everything that you were talking about was stuff that I was experiencing, right? I was very depressed. I was spiraling out of control in many aspects of my life. My personal life was, was going bad. Our relationship with my family, you know, there's so many things that on so many levels that you're talking about that was like, hang on a minute. Like I called him to ask him for something, but yet I found myself signing up for, you know, <laughs> dental syndicate training, really not knowing much about it. Um, another friend of mine had been on it. Um, and I saw that in one of the intro videos, I recognized him. So I immediately got on the phone with him. Um, he knows who he is. And um, he was like, yeah, man, it's the real deal. So I was like, okay. In fact, he, he was somebody I'd met through the American Academy of Clear Liners, uh, the Galarites as well. So as somebody I respected and, and, and I just took it for face value and said, okay, I'm in. I, need to, I knew I needed to do something. I didn't know where I was heading. I was in just, I was, I was never satisfied. I was very unhappy, had a lot of problems going on, and I, I knew I needed to make some changes, and I just didn't know where to start. It felt like overwhelming. So that's and when it, we met. And it truly can feel overwhelming. So, so people can get a, an idea, Amir, and can relate, really. What were some of those specific things that were going on? You mentioned depression. What were yeah. some of the other specific things that were going on that you were like, man, I just need some help to figure out where to go next? And sure. what to do next? Sure. Um, one of them is I had a very bad gambling addiction and um, it was big. I mean, it was a, it was a major problem. And I, I, I later on learned that it was not the, I wasn't actually addicted. It was my escape from everything else that was going on. You know, as we all know, dentistry can be a, a, a very lonely place. Um, I'm sure we'll touch on this later on, but um it's a tough profession, right? There's a lot on our shoulders and sometimes you just want to escape, right? And, and everyone finds a different escape route, whether it be sedation, whether it be gambling, whether it be, you know, look, there's other escape routes, right? You, you know, <laughs> training for six or seven hours a day or, or, or just burying yourself in work and traveling for work. I mean, there's, there's so many different coping mechanisms, some obvious and some not so obvious. Absolutely. Um, certainly for me, there was a several of that on the list. So always chasing the next thing, never being happy, never being satisfied. Those are the things I was struggling with. Anything else that you can think of? I mean, my, my home life was really, you know, my home life was really struggling. Um, I know that, I know that, you know, my wife had stood by me a, a long time and she, she, she actually really encouraged me to, to go to the meeting and, um, you know, I think she knew there was something wrong, but really, I never really came clean about it. I was living a, I was living a very secret life. Um, I kept everything to myself. I didn't include anybody in it, um, whether it was because I was ashamed, whether it was because I was just, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think there's a lot of reasons. And, and to me, that was the, the biggest thing, living in, you know, in the shadows, in the darkness, and just, you know, when you're there, you don't want anybody else to know you're there. Right. Because it's you, almost like having to live a double life. Yeah. Triple life, maybe even. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. what about what about your kids? How was how was all that going? How was that operating? Yeah, so you know, I always thought I was a good father, but I, I, I realized um I wasn't I wasn't able to spend 
the, the quality time that I, I envisaged that I wanted to spend with them. Um, I, I think I had a, you know, when you're stressed out and, and, and you're constantly, you know, on edge, well, of course, it's the people that you, you know, because you can't, you can't get pissed at your patients, right? You can't curse them out. You can't shout. I mean, trust me, you want to sometimes. I'm sure everybody's felt like that. <laughs> right. We've all got a few of those, don't we? But um, ultimately, you have to put on that professional act, right? So it's called acting professionally. The problem is you can only act for so long. And that's what happened to me. I acted for five years, Jeff. Acted. Professional actor over here. Right. Okay. I should win an Oscar. Right? <laughs> a lot but the of problem it. is the act ends sometimes. And then the, there comes a point where you just can't take it anymore. Right. And that's what happens. You're you take it out on the people you love. And you were at that point when I talked yeah. to you. Yeah. 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 Things were not just bright and shiny. I remember when no. I was, I was very miserable. Yeah. And, and the, the sad thing is, is I think people would look on the outside and see, hang on a minute, what's going on? This guy's got a very good practice, very successful. He's got a good home. He's got a great family, amazing wife, amazing kids. Why is this guy not happy? Everything looks good on the surface. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. And surfaces can be very deceiving. And, you know, unfortunately, Amir, that's where most things end is right there at the surface. And we're going to touch on that in a little bit deeper later on for sure. Yeah. So let's fast forward here. Now you came to the, to the training in November Yeah. during the training, the training's intense. I mean, it is <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> it, is, um, it is intense. You know, it, it feels like you're there for a week, but you're not there for a week, but it feels about like it and share with us. When you think back to the training, what shifted for you during the training? I think there was a really, and I don't want to, I don't want to ruin it for anybody else, but there was a, there was a very particular exercise that really stood out in my mind. And, and again, I, I, I don't want to divulge a whole lot about it, but in essence, what it taught me in particular was I'm not alone. Right. And, um, you know, you know what I want, you know what I'm talking about. Right. Um, and, um, there was something very reassuring about that, that, you know what? Yes, I have all these problems. I have these struggles. I have this thing, but you know what? Others do too. And there was some solace in the fact that, you know, that, that other people are struggling with some of the same things that, that I was and not just some other people, right? Other people that are like me, like, uh, you know, th there is something unique about being as, a, you know, not that dentists are any different, although we are very different than others, but um, yeah. you got to be pretty, you got to be pretty weird to do what we do. Right. I mean, let's be honest, but, um, but, it, but it felt, it felt good to know that, you know what? Yeah. There's others that are struggling with some of the same things that I am and I'm not alone. And you know what, more importantly, I think we can do this together. Um, I think just being able to open up, I think the fact that it was complete strangers in there, I mean, you're the only person I knew in the room, everybody else was strangers. Um, yeah. I, I think it was something really, I think there's something very beneficial to me about that because it was, you know, you were able to kind of just, just kind of, there was no shame, no embarrassment. You could just talk about what, whatever it was. And I think that gave me an opportunity to kind of dig into certain things, certain stressors and stuff like that, that maybe I hadn't really thought about. 
Um, you know, I came in with thinking I had one set of problems. I left think, knowing I had a bunch of others as well. So, you know, th there is that to it. It's definitely not for the faint hearted, but, you know, if you're going to go to something like this, you've got to leave, you know, you've got to leave it all out there. I mean, you can't, you can't go and you can't go to this training and then, you know, leave some behind, which was one of the mistakes I made. Share that later. So well. one of the things that I hear that shifted for you from the training is, is that it sounds like you're not afraid to be alone anymore. That's a huge, huge, big deal to be able to say that because yep. so many dentists do feel alone. You feel like you're out there on an island. Like I'm the only one going through all this stuff. Like, why can't I get my shit figured out? Why do I look on Facebook or fake book and see all this great stuff? Like people are doing stuff and on Instagram, putting up all their best cases and why is my, why am I struggling? Why am I struggling maybe as a leader? Why am I struggling here? Oh God, it looks like they're having the time of their life. Why am I struggling at home? Why am I struggling with my family? I mean, there's so many things that start to go on, but when you sit there and just look at the highlight reels from everybody and you start to compare, you're like, well, no shit. My life looks like it's shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, but it now becomes a really easy way to, to become a recluse and just say, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to share that or, oh gosh, uh, why would I do that? Because I must not be the, I must be the only one who can't figure this game out. And, and that's the story that I hear a lot. And you know, that's not the reality. And it's not the reality. It's not. It is not the reality. So that's one of the things that shifted for you dramatically. What else shifted for you in that training? So I, I realized that, look, you know, unless I, Unless I take actionable steps, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to be able to, to to be successful. And 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 what really kind of stood out in my mind was was really the um, the focus, the focal point of you know not being, you know, just successful in one thing, right? I think it's really easy for us to look at certain, you know, and and not to compare to others, but like a lot of a lot of what success is defined as in our society, right, is very financial, right. And while financial or is a component, right? What about the rest of it, right? You need to be a whole and complete person lacking nothing. That's what I learned from you guys, right? Yes. And so the components of it, right? Faith, family, fitness, finance. I mean, you know, the four Fs, I think. Yes. You know, while I've talked, and listen, man, I've spent lots of money with consultants and this and that, and everybody's going to whip my practice into shape and make me a better leader and make me a better person and self-help gurus. But nobody, not one person, has ever really spoken about the four, you know, the, the whole, the whole pie, right? Because whoopee do, I'm successful in two of them, but the other two are, are zeros. Well, guess what? You're only as, you're only as strong as the, you know, your weakest link, right? Well, that's exactly right. I would, you hit it right on the head, Amir. I would say most dentists, you know, operate as a one-dimensional or two-dimensional person at best. Like they might have one or two of those areas working really, really well. Like that was, you know, when I look back, that was me, man. I was like, my practice was either killing it, but then my faith was going to shit and, or my health was going to hell in a handbasket, you know, like overeating and stressed out and drinking all the time and just all these things, or my family was suffering, but yeah. it wasn't until you could really, like you said, encompass it all and really work on really creating the have it all lifestyle where you're like, oh, well, this is what it's supposed to be like. This is what it can be like. To be able, this is what I have an opportunity to live my life as. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just have to be one area knocking it out of the park. 
And what's funny, when you look at some of the, the quote unquote success stories, successful, yeah. and you look at them, they're successful, one stage, then the backstage, a lot of the other stuff's falling apart. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I always look for who's walking the walk and who's talking the talk and who's really doing it well mm -hmm. in all areas, being a four-dimensional human being, not just one or two dimensions at best. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was fantastic. That stood out huge for me, man. Huge. That was a big, never heard anyone else talk about, or I heard different individuals talking about individual things, right? But never, never, never together. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask you to, to step out here because I know one of the things that came out of the training for you is, you know, I pressed you on it. Coach Sebastian yeah. pressed you on it. Everyone pressed me on it. Everybody oh. pressed you on it. And it had to do with family. And yeah. I just want you to share, if you're comfortable sharing in your words, yeah. what was that? What was it like? What was it like at the time? What was it like for the resistance of it? And, and then just share with us where you're at now and how all that feels, because that's a really important dynamic that a lot of people need to hear about. Yeah. So while I was able to come to the training and I was completely honest and told you guys everything and, you know, was able to really kind of, I felt good, right? Like, and I knew that things were going to be, you know, things were going to improve. I had one hang up, right? And my one hang up was about coming clean about, you know, the gambling and, and, and that stuff and coming clean to my, to my wife and, and, and to my family because I was afraid. And let me, what were you afraid of? I was afraid she wouldn't, I, I was afraid she wouldn't accept me and I was afraid she was going to leave. Yeah. So you're afraid you're going to lose your wife and kids. Yeah. I remember that discussion very distinctly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it was very real in my mind. Yeah. Um, and I even, and I convinced myself that I was right, that I was just going to go back, be good, bury it, bury that sign of mine. I was, I was, I was, I was genuine about it. I, I wanted to change Jeff. Like I wanted to be good. Right. And I came back. And, and I had, and you guys told me you gotta come clean. And I fought it and fought it and fought it. I think I fought it to the point where you just couldn't even press me anymore. <laughs> and you almost said, okay, fine. I'll just, okay, Amir, you're right. But I knew, you, you know, <laughs> I look back at that and I laugh. In fact, I think you even called me and said, you know, I'm sorry for pushing you on this. I'm like, yeah, man, why, why you just gotta listen to me. Um, you were right. I mean, and Sebastian was right. The problem is, is I, and, I, and I found this, and until somebody is willing, you, you can press someone all you want, right? But unless they are willing to walk the walk and do it themselves, you, you know, it's not going to work. Yep. And, and that's what, that was my demise, you know? So I, I came to the training. I made massive changes. Massive. I remember. In three areas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember. And it was working for a while and things were good, right? Things were good. I let go of the demons and I was, you know, I was back on track, right? But you know, when you leave stuff in the dark, man, just somehow it starts to show itself again because you haven't let go because, because ultimately 
you're still holding on to it. You're still holding on to that shame. You're still holding on to that, 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 you know, you haven't forgiven myself, right? And it felt wrong. Like here I am, I'm trying to live a lie. But yeah, I'm, it was confusing, right? Because it was, I had no integrity. I was out of integrity. That's it. Right? That's it. Because I had, but I was genuine. I wanted to make, I wanted to make those good changes. I, I really did. But, but there was something inside me. It was just not right. And, 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 it, and, it, and, it, and it just started to chip away. And, you know, it started to just chip away at me. And I wasn't able to, I wasn't able to, to reconcile the stuff. Um, and, and sure enough, I mean, you know, yes, I was great for, I was on track and I was, you know, doing all these great things and the practice started to do better. And then slowly, but surely, you know, that rift, because there's, there's a gap, right? Because yes. when, you, when you, when you hide things, right, you think you're just burying them, but actually when you keep burying, right, it eventually becomes a mountain. So it's no longer buried, right? It's the wall in front of you, right? So um, that was my mistake. That, that was my, and sure enough, you know, you know, this has been a special year as well, right? I mean, you know, COVID comes along, you know, now you add fuel to the fire, right? You know, any stress, you know, you don't talk about stressors. Oof. Yes. And then it just went to shit. I mean, yes. you know, multiply by a hundred. Exactly. Um, until it got to the point where, you know, it, it got it got back to square one, if not worse, you know, because I hadn't corrected everything. I think the one of the worst things is knowing what to do and what you can do and then just not doing it. That's a worse feeling. That's the worst feeling. Ignorance is bliss. So allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. But that is so fitting with what you just said. You know, knowing, gosh, maybe I took even a step back because I feel worse, knowing that I can be here, but I have to do this. I have to fight through this battle to release myself mm -hmm. from this pressure, from this gnawing voice that's inside of me. Looking at, my, looking at the man in the mirror and being happy with the one that's looking back at me and knowing that I am in integrity, that I am whole and complete lacking nothing, not hiding anything in the shadows or the darkness. So mm -hmm. lead us into that to what came about from there, because that was a great lead up to there with where, yeah. you were at, with, where you're at with your wife, with the gambling problem, with hiding all yeah. of that. Yeah. So, so, you know, COVID comes along and, and obviously, you know, that's a big, there's a big stressor and, and, you know, you know, wife's working, I'm trying to keep the practice not knowing what to do, you know, the gambling got worse. And, um, you know, finally, you know, when you've, when you've exhausted everything, right. Finally, you know, it came to a head and, you know, I had to, I had to come clean because the reality was, man, Jeff, I was in, I was in a bad, I was in a bad place, man. I mean, uh, you know, it, it, I know the topic of today is, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about this a bit more, but, um, you know, th there were days where I thought, look, I just can't live like that. I can't live this life anymore. Right. Yeah. And then you have a time make, then you have to make a choice, right? Do you yeah. live or do you don't? I mean, that's the truth, right? 
Yes. It's not simple. I mean, I never had an attempt or anything like that, but God, the thoughts are in my head. Sure. Increasingly. Sure. I mean, I can't deny it. Yeah. No, that's um, real. Because man. you feel like, okay, I, I'm, 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 I'm in this, I'm in this spiral that I, I, I can't get out of. And I'm, I'm just, I don't know what to do. And so finally came clean. And I will say, I wish I'd done it a hell of a lot sooner. I wish, I, I wish I'd listened to Jeff and Sebastian a long time ago. Um, because yes, while the initial reaction, and she's sitting in the background, by the way, and I know she's listening. Hello, hey. <laughs> Thank you, Diana. Um, while the initial reaction was, you know, exactly what I expected in terms of, you know, this was a this was a big crisis. Um, I have to give my wife all the credit um, because, you know, her her true colors really showed i mean she she shone for me and instead of her just you know kicking me to the curb which you know what would have been well within her rights and would have been a very reasonable reaction and i don't think anyone could have ever faulted her for it um no she said you know what there is a problem here yes but i love you and i, and I want to and i want to stand by you and i want to get you through this and, and and honestly jeff it was like that was that was a big thing for me. I mean, you know, I thought I was, you know, I, I won't. I knew I knew where I was when I had that conversation. I was sitting in a parking lot talking to her, and I had to tell her. Couldn't do it face to face, man. There was no way, right? And look, we had a support system, right? Our 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 my pastor got involved. He was amazing. His wife. <laughs> you want to hear something funny? His wife has been my hygienist for six years. Hmm? You want to know what I believe, Jeff? What's that? I believe that God put her there for that day, my friend. Because yeah. that day, so six years, I bought her. She, bought the practice. She was already there. Okay. Wow. She's the only employee that was still there. Right? Yeah, God works in ways that we do not yet understand. She was there, and there was many days she probably wanted to leave because I was because I become a problem. Right? But that day. She came, to, my wife called her and she came to Diana and she calmed her down and I went to meet with her husband and then we came together and, you know, it was my, it was God knocking at my door, man. I, I believe that. And yeah. uh, everything from that day changed. How so? Um, well, while the first, the first week couple of weeks couple of weeks were not very good one week one bad week um and it killed me man because i could see her crying i could see the disappointment but you know something i have to say this it was the relief that i from when i told her i felt like there was just this fog it was a different fog came on me but the big fog that I've been carrying around for years. I mean, not months, years. Suddenly just went away. Right. Gone. And I felt free for the first time in what I could remember. Right. I mean, and it really was, yes, I didn't feel good. Right. Because I knew I'd really hurt my family and I was 
you know, my faith had been diminished and everything, right? But for the first time, I felt, okay, I can finally free of this. I can just get rid of it. And I'll fix it, right? Because before I tried to fix it, but I hadn't got rid of it. You can't do that, right? You have to let go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and while the first week was very, very tough, it really showed me how much my wife loves me. And it made me love her even more. And, you know, we developed, you know, a, a relationship that I would say now is best that, you know, we've been married almost 12 years, I don't get this wrong, 12 years um, in October. And um, I, I would say that our relationship now is better than it's ever been in our marriage. I believe that we, we work as a, you know, we work as a team. So let me, let me tell you what she did. And you guys are going to think we're crazy because here I am, right? I've pissed away all my money and some, okay? a lot, right? <laughs> it's during the pandemic. The practice is shut down, right? Pretty much. just re It just reopened, right? We're down two months. We, we have no money. My wife is a, my wife's a pharmacist. It's a well-paid job, right? You know what we did? We decided that she's going to quit her job. I mean, who does that in a pandemic, right? And you know why she did it? She did it so she could be with me and support me and that we could be together and we could take care of the kids and be a family, right? That is so awesome. While everybody else complains about COVID, I'm going to tell you right now, if it wasn't for COVID, I don't know if I'd still be around. Wow. Hey, Amir, you said she's sitting right next to you. Won't you bring her into the camera? She's over here. Oh, oh, she's, uh, she's not dressed. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, she's dressed. But I mean, she's going <laughs> to establish that. All right. No problem. We just want to make sure. Yeah, they want to come here from you. Why don't you go to like, she's, she's going to come down in a minute. She'll, okay. Yeah, she'll. She's, it's going to take her about an hour to get ready, guys. <laughs> no, just want to let her know she's invited. <laughs> but, um, but no, for real, I mean, honestly, the, the, the support that I got, man, was just like... How many months ago has that been? Say again? How many months have it, has it been? This was, I'll tell you the date. It was um, May the 12th. Okay, so give us a couple what's been working, that you guys work together, what has not been working. Yeah. So one of the big things that has been working is we have this awesome, so, 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 so what we realized very quickly is that it needed to be, you know, for us, faith-based was going to be very important. You know, our faith was going to be a very big component of this. And so that kind of our routine, that part of our, our life had been neglected for many years um, because I was, you know, I didn't want, I was like Jonah, right? I didn't want God to, you know, I was trying to hide from him, right? Right. And uh, sorry, here's Diana. Hi, Hi Diana. Hi. Superstar. <laughs> wow, oh, that's so the fastest I've ever seen you get ready. You are fast. <laughs> that, that was like a time warp quick. That was awesome. No, you look beautiful. You look amazing. So good to see you. Yeah, it's great to see you again. Hey, Diana, I'm just, uh, let me tell you the question I asked him. Since you guys have been working together, what's been working and what hasn't been working so well since May? So just to let you know where he's at and you can jump in anytime, anywhere. I think everybody would love to hear it because we can always talk, 
that they're like, yeah, let's see what your wife says. Let's see what your husband says. You know, let's see what your spouse says. So this is perfect, right? You know what's my favorite? I get to boss him around now. (laughs) My favorite thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Go from this room. Nope. See patient one. Nope. Go to. No, no. It's actually been working surprisingly enough. Like I thought we would maybe like butt head or something, but um, no, it's, you know, it's, I know he gets stressed and he can, you know, come into the room and, and, and tell me, and we'll talk about it rather than just shut down and, you know, you forget and you come home and we had our two separate lives. Like I was a pharmacist. I worked 12, 14 hour shifts. I come back home and, you know, he's ready to just, you know, just want to be alone or, or, you know, go upstairs and and don't want to talk about anything. And now we actually were in it together. We're talking about things. We're talking about the problems of, you know, how do we, fix this aspect of the office. We, you know, we, we recently just rehired a bunch of people, fired a bunch of people. So we're doing it together. And I think that's what's making a difference that we're, you know, we're involved in our daily life rather than, you know, I would leave at two, he would come in at two. And it, it was just, it was a mess. Like we, we were living opposite ways and now we're actually a family. So Oh, that's beautiful. So Amir said this, I think you're in the shadows listening, but he said that he got into the light and he feels home complete now, lacking nothing because he's not hiding anything in the shadow or the darkness. So I want to elaborate on that. When we say that you're in the light, home complete, lacking nothing, we're not saying you're perfect. What we're saying is Amir's at a place where he accepts his light in his darkness. He accepts all of himself. And he's open to share that with you, it sounds like. Now you guys are talking about it. Where before he wasn't able to share that with you and dialogue and connect with you. So he hid some things in the shadow. Not that, not that it was bad or just time. I'm not going to talk about it. She had a long day, I had a long day, and things get hidden in the shadows. And pretty soon, the things in the shadows start getting pushed into the darkness. My gambling, my depression, my anxiety. And he hid it there. And now that he's into the light and bringing everything, his good, bad, light, dark, everything, because he feels accepted and connected to you. And that's what I'm hearing you say. Is that a fair um, expression of what's happening, that you guys are sharing your light and your dark, not just all the great stuff, but even the challenging conversations you're having together? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's exactly it. This is a marriage, right? You, the good and the bad and the ugly, we're, we're, you know, we have good days, we have bad days. It's not mm-hmm. all, you know, bad it's not all good but there's a a good balance Mm -hmm. you know plus i think what's really helping us also is that you know we we're getting the spiritual help that we need we have you know a lot of other stuff that we're doing together um, that is yep and we were talking about that earlier because until he met um what we're doing here with dental syndicate he didn't know that we work on your your faith your fitness your family and your finance and most consultants will work on just either their finance or maybe uh, their fitness of their health coach. But we're saying as a leader, as a human being, it's all those four domains. And that's what it sounds like you're saying, too. You're not just getting support at the, your finance with your work. You know, your family is, like you said, communicating more, being spending more time together. But you're working on your faith, your spiritual connection. Yeah. Right. What's awesome. really interesting too, Sebastian, you asked what's working, what's not. And, um, you know, and I'm quite happy to share this, but... Um, you know, the two months, mind you, we're in a pandemic, right? 
the two months after, so that's the first two months that we started working together, right? My practice didn't grow 5%. My practice grew 30% in one month, wow. right? 30%. So June, June 2020 was my best month ever in the practice by 30% over my best ever month. Man. Right? Incredible. Guess what? July was 10% more than June. That's outstanding. And so I think the I think the point here, and I think this is something we've talked about in the past, was if you fix the person, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to translate into your into your other aspect, into your finance, especially, right? And I think that's what that's something that we, you know, we've seen. Even we we track this after the the train the initial training in November, right? right? I think my you know my productivity and my because your focus changes, and that's what I think what happened in June and July. Now that my brain was free, my heart was free, and my shoulders are not carrying this weight anymore. Now I could be more productive. Now I could focus more on my practice. And so while that was certainly not the goal of this, for me, that was a you know, that was very much secondary, right? It, nice shows, it shows you the whole the, 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 the holistic side of it because because here I am, I'm like, okay, I'm just focusing on one side, but I, because that was right and it was in better shape, it translated to everything else. Either so here's what I'm hearing you say. Amazing manager, you know, it's one of them. <laughs> but here's what I'm hearing you say, Amir, is when you focus, we call it your domino. One of the four domains, when you focus on that one, we don't believe in balance. You don't have balance in life. You have priorities. And when you prioritize, because right now you need to prioritize your family. You need to stop hiding all that shit in the shadow, in the darkness, and let it come into the light. And you're resisting it. You're hiding everything about your, your gambling and your just your conversation, your wife. You're hiding it all. And when you work on your family, your domino, your cup overflowed. You poured into that cup, it overflowed into your finance, your fitness. How much weight have you lost so far? About 20 pounds. Yeah. 20 pounds since May, since beginning of the year. So let's see. Faith, you guys are working on it right now. Your fitness, your family, and it all overflowed into your finances that's what i'm hearing you say when you're saying you didn't focus on finance you're focusing on your marriage you're focused on your family and that overflow that investment into overflowed into your finance is that fair is that what you're saying 100%. excellent excellent so look we don't have much time and i'm glad um both of you are there and i want to go here so this part i'm going to take over and start asking you and jeff both because you guys have this experience for all three of you guys i am also because you're there you're in the midst of it I mean, I think we get a, a blessing to hear a perspective on how she can support you. But we're talking about tonight a topic that most people yeah. won't go to because it's not positive. It's not fun. It's not entertaining, but it's real. We're talking about the dentist themselves and their life. And you were vulnerable and honest. And that's where your power comes from, your vulnerability. But you even said, hey, I had dark thoughts. I never acted on it. But do I live today or I don't? This is so heavy. It takes so much energy hiding things in the shadow, in the darkness, and it's pushing back and forth. And I can't be presently because I'm holding everything in the darkness over here. And finally, when you let it all down, you stood in the light, you got to breathe. You got to be accepted fully, your light and darkness. Diane accepts you, all of you. And I, I totally understand that. I mean, when 
Don and I got to that point. That's when our marriage just blew up. So I, I really know where you're at, and I'm so excited about it. But not everyone has community that you had. Not when that area had an angel that sent to you before you even opened your practice when you bought that angel in there. Not everybody got to go uh, pull a favor and get Jeff Booski to talk to him about Bruce, and he ended up going to a training and got community, got some tools. Not everybody got to go back and have a faith community and grows them spiritually. Not everybody has a supportive wife who loves you for your light and your dark, your whole being, who you are. And sometimes when doctors don't have these support system, it's the highest suicide rate in the dental community, highest divorce rate in the dental community. You guys are the last of the pioneers who are true entrepreneurs in the medical industry. You carry a lot of weight on your shoulders. You guys have so much financial debt come out of school, opening your practice, buying your house, providing for your family. I mean, you guys are in the most stressful environment. You work alone. I mean, there's so many variables and factors we could talk about. But let's talk about this. What is left behind when someone you love commits suicide? And so for you, Diane, you might know this person personally or not. And I would also love to hear your perspective. What does it look like to support Amir through this? So let's let Amir answer this first. Amir, we're going to summarize it for time because we're really focusing on the impact. What is left behind? Who is left behind after a suicide? So you said a very close friend of yours you saw on Saturday committed suicide on Tuesday, recently, last week. I mean, that's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, three days later. What was your first initial impact when you heard that? What was, what was the emotions? What were the thoughts going on in your head? I was confused. I was, I was angry. I, I, I didn't know, like, I had, no, I had so many unanswered questions. I mean, I nearly fainted when I got the phone call. I'll never forget it. I was, it was at work and a, a mutual friend called me. And first, he left a message at my office to call him. It was weird. So I called him. And he and he told me what happened, and I I I just I fell. I fell off the. Yeah, I, mean, I fell into my chair, and I just just can't understand why. I mean, it just you know, and then you know that you know you start to feel you know you feel sorry for the family and the people that you know his his, his and you know I'm a parent, you know I can't imagine if my child went through that. Like, can't imagine what they're feeling. And you put yourself in their shoes. And then, you know, it started to go on in my mind and it said, well, you know, what if I had done something like that, you know, and what would that have done to, to my wife and to my kids and to my parents? And you put yourself in, them shoe, in their shoes and, you know, you ask yourself, is there something I could have done to, could I have stopped this? You know, is there something I could have said? Is there could I have been more supportive? And of course, you know, no one is ever going to answer these questions. Um, it's 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 been it's been hard. I mean, I, yeah, it's devastating. So here's what the first thing I hear you saying, and thank you for sharing this. Jeff had the same experience, but he's getting shared later from years after, and he still has this experience. And how is it impacting years after? But here's the first thing I heard you say, Amir. It's in part, you, you took some blame for it. Because you're saying, how could I help them? 
What could I have done? What could I say? I just saw him start. And so in a sense, you didn't do anything wrong, but you kind of, what I'm hearing is you took some blame for it. Is that, is that kind of describe it? Um, I think there is an element of that. I, I think I'm, I, I think I realized that it's, you know, there is no blame here. I think it's, you know, it's, I think it, but it's, it, there's a, there's a guilt. There's a, mm. okay. I wish I, I wish I'd called more. I wish I'd, you know, because the, the problem is Sebastian and, and you know, this is that in our society, right? What you see is Facebook, right? What you see is what people want to put out there and show. You don't see the hidden cameras, right? You don't see the people that, and for all intents and purposes, this was somebody who was immensely loved, extremely financially successful, you know, yes, maybe, but didn't have the support network, maybe didn't have the family and the, and the supportive wife and all the other things, right? Um, but on the surface, we think, oh, he's okay. He's laughing and he's fun and he's the, the life of the party. Well, ask me, I know I've been that guy, right? And so, so the problem is, is you realize, hang on a minute, how did I miss this? Right, like I should have. How did I not see this coming? Right, um, I, I don't know. I, 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 to, to, but you know, I, I can also tell you that having been in that depressed and, and, and miserable situation, I think, yeah, it's easy to hide these things, man. Some people can, and some people can't hide them. It's not the most obvious. This is not somebody anybody would have thought could do this. It's let it be a warning to people. I mean. And Diane, what was your experience? Did you know this person personally? Okay. What was your experience when just seeing Amir's initial shock? The first thing that came to my mind is honestly, like, obviously I felt awful and so bad. He was just in our office a week ago. So like we, the whole, everybody saw him and he's, he's amazing. He's very loved. Um, but I would, I thought to myself, honestly, that could have been us two months ago. Like if, if he didn't have me and, and us and the family and all, all of us standing by him, by him and supporting him, this could have been us two months ago easily. Thank you guys for going there. Jeff, you, how long ago was it when your friend who you saw, you were boating with them on the weekend, how long ago was it when um, he committed suicide for you? It was back, I think, 2014, and, you know, it was sad because it was six weeks later that he committed suicide, and he was at my house. He was at my house six weeks before. Um, he looked better than he'd ever looked in his life. He lost a bunch of weight. He had uh, a beautiful girlfriend, and on all intensive purposes on, and on all the surface level, he looked really happy. I mean, mm. we had fun. We joked around. We were out on the boat. We were surfing. We had just, we just had a ball. And because everything looked so good on the surface, you know, I never dug in and said, you know, I asked, of course, hey, how are you? And that, that's just a surface statement, not really getting to know how are you? And then realizing later, and finding out later all the other things that were going on behind the scenes and to cope with things, you know, with utilizing some drugs and everything to cope with the stress that he was trying to sedate and get away from. And, and that nobody really knew about, I didn't know. And I was a close friend. I didn't know that. 
And, and to find that out later, just like Amir was saying is that I was, I was shocked. I would not have ever thought that. And then I think that was a great word that Amir used was not necessarily blame, but, but guilt a, a little bit because I felt like, gosh, you know, what kind of friend was I? Why didn't I dig in more and, and really get past just the surface and get past looking at, hey, things look great. So let's have a great time of not just sitting with the people that you really love and digging in more and just finding out really what is going on in their life and, and having those conversations to go deeper. And, you know, that's one of the things that we've talked about is, is that it doesn't matter if you're at a party or social event or, or you're at continuing education and that there's so much surface level bullshit. And as a society, we're, we're trained to kind of sit at that level. You know, what's, what's the really quick rebuttal when somebody's like, Hey, how are you? I'm great. I'm good. I mean, it's just, that's always the same as opposed to, you know what? Honestly, today I feel like shit, <laughs> you know, when you say that and somebody's like, Oh my God, what? <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll take some steps back from you. Um, but the reality is, is that we're just so trained to say that and to react like that. And, but you know, the thing that I look at is, is why not dig in, especially with the people that matter to us and just yeah. take the time to find out what's going on in their world, really so, what's happening in their life. Yeah, Amir, Diane, what I'm going to ask you is, this has been a week now. You guys have been sitting in this a week. You've been thinking, what can, what could I've done, asked different. What I want the viewers to see is what is left behind. Like you said, the confusion, the anger, the the sadness, the, I mean, numbness. I mean, I, I don't know, just some of the things I'm hearing you say, there's just so much emotions. But what is left behind? What is left behind? What's going on with you? I want to know what's going on with Amir, Diane. What's going on with you individually as a couple? What's going on with you? What's going on in your life? What are you guys processing? I'm not asking perfect and clean. I just want the raw and real. Where are you at right now? What's going on? What is left behind? when someone commits suicide? I think, I think, um, I think, like you said, that there is that numbness that there's that, okay, I'm just like, I can't believe you did that. Like I, I, shaken. I'm shaken, like, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm scared of it because I'm like, you know, while, while on one hand, I, I feel great. Right. And, 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 but I also ask myself, okay, hang on a minute what if what if you know i go and what if i get down again what if i get depressed i mean it's too easy like 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 it's easy for others to slip in that you know you know what else go, is going on i'm now thinking about the people in my life and i'm thinking okay who do i need to reach out to and of course you don't know because you can't tell who's susceptible or at risk or or anything else but who can i call who can i reach out to who can i text because honestly, man, now this now now I'm feeling like, okay, who's next? That that's how I feel right now. I'm like, okay, who's gonna be the next one? Which is which is kind of why I, I I called I called Jeff the other day. I said I called. I, in fact, I called Jeff the same day it happened because you know what? I realized there and then. I said, you know what? Something needs to be done about this because th this can't be. This can't be the only way, right? This can't be what keeps happening. And this, you know, 
this needs to be this needs to be you know while I can sit here and complain and and and, and complain but you know be sad and be upset and those are the emotions that are there but you know what actually what I feel right now is I feel okay what can we do to prevent this from happening more and that's that's why I called you Jeff because I felt you know what this is real man this is not you know until you experience this and I know Jeff you shared with me about your your friend before um but until you see this in your life is very hard to understand. Absolutely. So tell me this, Amir, I love what you're saying. Now, I'm not asking for details. What I'm trying to ask for is, you, saw, you said you didn't see it coming or anything. Now, after the fact, are you finding out, did he have financial problems? Was it just, you know, undue? Because those things, is it still driving me crazy? Like, what the fuck this guy do this for? You know, so, yeah, have you found anything out or no one still knows? No, I don't think anyone knows. Um, I definitely don't think it was financial. Um, in fact, I know so. Okay, so then what does that do for you? Because I know a couple of things I heard you say, it really scares me because it's the, probably the most raw, honest truth. Is you're saying, not only you're saying who's next, you're saying that could be me. Because we're all one grace away. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I love that you say that because that could be, you could be next. It's just one thought that gets bred and gets watered and nurtured. That thought turns into a monster and yeah. it, it takes us, right? It could be who's next because you guys all live in the same context of stress and calming patients down and all that. And all those things like uh, uh, Diane said earlier, you come home exhausted. She comes exhausted. You guys don't share with each other. So, I mean, you guys have, that's why it's the highest divorce rate as Dennis. Mm-hmm. But those two things scare the Christmas out of me. I love that you took action. I love that you called Jeff. I love that you want to you know, take a stake in the ground for this not to continue to happen. But here's one thing I did hear you say. That I, I, I went by so fast, I don't want anybody to miss. And I think you got this from our culture because this is what we teach. If you want to lead others, you have to lead yourself. And that's what you did. You picked up the phone and said, Jeff, we got to do something about this. You didn't tell Jeff to do something about it. You didn't tell me. You said, we. And you want to lead others, you have to lead yourself. We do this thing called fire formula every day. We lead ourselves in our faith, fitness, family, finance every morning before we hit the door. And that way we can lead others. Because like you said, who are you going to call? You're going to call everybody on your phone book list? No. If you're leading yourself, you're going to be a magnet. That's why you called Jeff. He's leading himself. He has a whole company for this. And he attracted you because he's leading himself. And then he can lead you and you guys can lead others together. So, Diane, you're here. And, I mean, it's a great gift. Thank you. It was unexpected. Tell me more about what you're experiencing. You knew this person there in your office. You, you see how it's impacting your husband. How is this affecting you? I mean, this is one of these rare opportunities. We get to see the husband and wife uh, get to share about this experience together. It really scares me, right? Like, I, you know, it makes me worried. It makes me want to just have more support, more, um, you know, I, I think just by being always together and having that support system and the spiritual support and all that stuff that will help us maybe when we fall, because we will, mm-hmm. it will make us look at it in a different way rather than go this way you know 
So it makes me want to do more to, yes, let people know out there, hey, you know, things like that can happen. And, you know, and this person is a young, successful, good looking, and it still happened. So, uh, you know, just at, do things like that, you know, um, more programs out there to, you know, maybe easier to reach out to support. Yes, people want to put that image out there, but uh, I, I don't know, maybe a one phone call away or, or something where it's easier to reach out rather than just... Well, I, th I think that's, and that's what Sebastian's touching on a bit, you know, like we've done, we've done a bit of the fire formula together. And, and I think just setting aside that time for you and not just folks, you know, you know a lot of people will just like wake up early and exercise, right? Or, or just do one thing or just wake up and do a Bible study or read. But really, I think it's important like to focus on some, you know, to start your day, you know, with how you're going to live it, right? And, and, and you're not just going to live it at the gym. You're not just going to live it at work. You're not just going to live it, you know, in prayer. You got to do it or with your family. You got to try. And so if you start your day with the fire formula, guess what? Now, the rest of your day, in you know, you, you started your day on the right foot. You know, you you made your bed. You know, and now you can now you can go into the next challenge. And and I think it's a really good way of starting your day. You yeah, know, absolutely right. Really successful. So yeah, look, our community right now is saying how much is important through the corona. Just there's so much blowing up. But Jeff, I'm about to ask. Get ready to answer a question. I'm, I'm going to ask them or tell them because you have six years behind you. And then we're going to have to wrap this up with your biggest takeaway, your advice. I mean, literally, your leadership, what you tell people. So, Jeff, get ready for that. Um, Diane and uh, Amir, I want to give you a gift and tell you this. You never have to worry about this ever happening to you two because here's why. You said something only mature leaders can do that you are able to hear, hold a, par a, a paradox Two competing realities in the same space. It's called a paradox. Only greatest leaders could do that. I love you and I'm mad at you. And you hold it in the same space. Diane, you said, listen, people will make mistakes. I will make mistakes. You will make mistakes and you'll be successful at the same time. A paradox. Two competing realities in the same space. You will hold that. And that's why I know be fine. Amir uses it because he's been in this training. He has a little bit different other language. He says he now he can stand in the light, whole and complete, lacking nothing, hiding nothing in the shadow, hiding nothing in the darkness. Because what? He could stand in paradox, two competing around the same space. That he's an amazing dad and he has shitty days, same time. He's a great husband and he has a shitty husband day, same time. He can hold those things because he's light and dark. So I want you two to just have comfort knowing, maybe because you all have the language, you have, have to have the training, but you two are going to be totally fine because you don't live in fantasy. You live in reality that there's light with darkness, there's shit with good, and you two are holding it very beautifully because you're working together. You're like, hey, we have great days, and in the middle of those great days, we have a couple uh, arguments, confrontations, but you know what? At the end of the day, it's both of us together, light and dark. So I just want to give you that gift in the midst of this uh, confusion. I mean, emotional roller coaster ride, right? That you two should know that from another perspective that you guys are going to do great because you're not in fantasy, you're in reality. So that's my gift to you, to anyone else who's listening. 
and, and and here's what I'm getting close with. Give it to um, Jeff and let you two close at the end. But here's what I want to close with. You said it several times different ways tonight, Amir, and I just want everybody to hear this. I'm 50 years old. I've had a gun in my mouth. I had it in my temple. I punched the mirror so I wanted to die. And at that time, I had the most money in my life. I had the most power, everything. But here's what I didn't have, what you kept on mentioning, Amir. No one ever taught me how every morning work my faith, spiritual connection with a higher being, my fitness, my body, this temple, my self-love and self-care represents in my body how I take care of myself, my family, all my relationships, not just biological. Some people say, oh, I'm not married, I don't have kids. We're not talking about that. Some people are my parents. We're talking about everybody you spend a relationship with, people you work with 12 hours a day. That's your, you choosing to give that relationship with them, all your relationships. And finally, your finance. Not if you're rich or poor, not how much money you make, but the vehicle that supports your passion and your purpose. If someone had taught me back then that if I could spend 15 minutes in my faith, 15 family, 15 fitness, 15 finance, an hour before I walk out the door to get power, purpose, and passion. And like you said, Amir, to win the day before I even started it, to have control of my life, to set my life. I guarantee I'd never had that gun in my mouth up against my temple. I tried to overdose on drugs and alcohol. Just I'm, I'm an addict and I took care of both of those. No problem. And I didn't die. God had a purpose for me greater. But so my gift to everyone else is listening is I want to echo what you said, what Diane said multiple ways is that you have to work on all of your holistic human being. You're not just about money. You're not just about beauty and looks. You're not just about family. You're not just about spirituality, you're about all of it. And we can hold that together. We work on that every day, do the work daily. We will reduce this opportunity. We'll reduce this conversation that we're having about being in the aftermath of something so horrific is what we experience. So Jeff, you had six years behind you. What, it has to be strong advice. This is, this is a serious thing. If people are listening, their spouses commit suicide, they're depressed. What would you tell them? You have six years behind you. And later, uh, Amir, you and Diane get a close at the end. What would you tell them? You're fresh at this. You're right here. You know, what would you tell them that they need to know this is what happens. This is the aftermath afterwards. Okay, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, looking at it and, and just realizing, too, like, you know, he left, um, you know, his, a couple of kids behind that were in high school. And that was very, very difficult for them. Um, and then also too, how it impacted, you know, all of his friends, including myself significantly, uh, how it impacted his patient base. Um, because I mean, he was a tremendous, tremendous practitioner. Um, so, you know, it's not just, it, it is, it is ripples and ripples and ripples that just continue to pour out and the aftermath continues. And then, you know, the thoughts of, Gosh, as a child, if your parent committed suicide and then you get in difficult situations down the road, what do you think is going to come to mind? It's going to come to mind of, well, my dad did that or my mom did that. And it's a way out. And, and a lot of this perception of, again, coming back to feeling alone, that is one of the greatest reasons and triggers that suicide happens 
is that this, this lack of community, this lack of understanding, this feeling of there's no way out, that I'm so lost and I'm at such a low point in my life that there's no way to get past it other than to choose this awful choice, to choose, in my opinion, one of the most selfish choices that an individual can choose because it is a selfish choice because of what the impact has upon everybody else in your life, in your family, and in your community. And those are difficult words. Those are difficult words to say is because that is, you have a sadness, but then you look at the, the selfishness that's involved in that. And that's the biggest impact that does get very, very um, looked over. And so the advice on that is, is that, you know, if that's obviously, if that's you and you're in a space of where you need community and you need to talk, and, and, and you need a place to be able to get to. If it's something that's really going on in your life, pick up the suicide hotline and just dial that immediately. That's one. Two, if you're in a place of where you're starting to feel desperate or you're feeling like you're getting down into a pit and there is not, you're starting to feel like you have all the feelings of anger, blame, shame, guilt, and you don't feel like there's a top side coming out of this, there are ways out. And we've got tools to help you. Myself, Sebastian, the other members in Dental Syndicate will be happy to help support you and get you through that. Um, and so the other thing is this. When you sit there and, and look at how do I get myself past this and how do I get beyond where I'm at in this, in this space if you're, if you're there, it comes down to looking at what's the current reality in life, what are the stories that are going on in your head, and where do you want to be? And just like what Amir had said before, you know, one of the biggest things that I've got to say and one of the biggest takeaways that I had, you didn't directly say this, Amir, but you had the willingness to lose everything with your wife and with your kids, and, and you put that on the line in order to become clean. And, and that is the ultimate living in integrity. You have the ability to look yourself in the mirror today and say, I'm in integrity with myself. I'm in integrity with my wife. I'm in integrity with my kids. I'm in integrity with the people that I love that are part of my practice. I'm in integrity with the angel that was sent to me with before I ever bought the practice and the pastor or husband. All of those things, you're right. There are no accidents, just like you said that in, uh, at the beginning. And there's, there's the componentry that God has this, this ability to put people in our lives. And I truly feel that, that that is a reason why I was called to be a part of this and to be a part of this message. And I think that this was something that has come through for years and years, well before <laughs> here. And and I think that there was a reason that you picked up the phone and that we had our conversation, um, not just recently, but before and beforehand. And, and why I got to sit next to you in the training in Miami and get a chance to know you. Crazy. There's no accidents or coincidences there. So overall, um, one thing is if it's not you and you feel like 
God is pinging something in your heart to speak to somebody, and you especially know that a friend or family member might be struggling, just like Amir said, just pick up the phone and give them a call. Let them know that somebody's thinking about them. Let them know that somebody loves them and that you care about them. It's as easy as sending a quick message. It could be a text. It could be a voice message. It could be a, a quick video. But all those little things matter. And I mean, when you're at a low point in your life and just knowing that somebody truly gives a shit about you, about what's going on in your life and is there for you, that could be sometimes all that it takes to start to at least turn some things around. Love that, Jeff. Love the fact that there's no perfect ways. Just make an intentional effort your way. They'll feel your love however you do it. That's great. Amir, Diane, why don't you guys close us with, you know, you've been living this for a week. I mean, you're, you're deep in it. I mean, um, if anybody knows anything about grieving, it can last from a week to two years, three, four, five years. It's just is every process is different. But what I want people to see is if anybody's just depressed, considering suicide, know someone that might, they need to see, hey, there's some shit that happens at the end. Wake the fuck up. Hey, let's wake up. These are the people you're leaving behind that love you and care about you. You know? And so tell them, you know, just give some people some very firm and strong advice. Like, hey, this is who you left behind. Don't do this shit, you know? Give them some advice. Like Jeff said, just reach out. Anything, expression of love matters. So what would you two say sitting this afterwards? I mean, like Jeff said, fucking leaving kids behind. I mean, the aftermath is this. It's just so fucking, I'm just, I can't even comprehend it. But you two have all the credibility and authority right now because you're in it right now. There's no perfect way in none of these scenarios. But you guys get to share with us. Um, and I'd love for each of you guys to share and make sure, you know, both of you get some words in, okay? So please share with us. What Sebastian is saying is you should let Diana speak because I speak too much. So, you know, I'm going to no. <laughs> let Diana start. Um, just surround yourself by a lot of, like what you guys said, you know, family, friends, um, have that support system. Um, have some uh, spiritual system. Um, you know, if you if fitness is something that you can, you know, you release some pressure, then then do that. So it's it's all of them, right? It's the whole circle. It's the whole. Um, it's it's a puzzle that fits together. So I think if you, you know, you you just believe and and know that you will get out of this no matter what. Time heals. Um, just, you know, make sure that you're surrounded and, and supported by family, friends, loved ones. I think you can get through anything. And, and well said. I think for me, I think I've been reading the, the obituaries that people have been, been writing and I'm kind of glued to it. I, you know, I get updates every now, you know, whenever someone else writes one and Man, just the number, the sheer number of people that are, you know, asking who's left behind. I mean, these are just the people that got up and decided to write something. How many of those that didn't write something that are feeling the, the loss as well? And so I think it's important to understand that we, we don't live in isolation. Even if you think you're isolated, you're not, right? 
We're all connected, right? Some way or the other, right? It's funny we talked about our connection, right? But it's just like you touch more lives than you can imagine, right? One kind word, one kind deed, one good thing, you know, that resonates with people, right? While you may not be able to see it, they can, right? And that, that makes a difference. You know, I'll, I'll share this, and I don't know how much time I've left, but um, I just it just occurred to me now. Um, me, me and this guy, after I came back in November, we actually spoke about Dental Syndicate. And, you know, he actually said to me, hey, you know, this is something, this is something I'd be interested in. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. And I'm going to ask myself that question for a long time, right? You know what's left behind? Should I have done more? Should I have pushed him to go to it? I texted him the link. I texted him the video. But I didn't follow up. Maybe that would have been it. I don't know. But I will tell you this. I learned my lesson. So, you know what? I hope everybody that's listening, man, we all know somebody. We all know some, and it may not even be something very obvious, right? Reach out to them. Well, I love you too, where you're coming from, because Diane, you're absolutely right. Uh, we are not alone, we're connected. In this world, it's, it's a perception, is your projection. You have to really see we're connected. And like you said, Amir, you know, we count. Everything we say, everything we do counts. We are like a pebble in the, in the pond. It makes a ripple. Where the butterfly that just flaps its wing, the effect of it goes across the world. If we really study this, we count. So I love where you two are coming from. And so here's what normally Jeff closes us out. Normally Jeff tells us go to get the fire four formula and whatnot, because that is the foundation and the easiest tool for people to get involved and get started and uh, just get focused. But we have a special thing coming this weekend that I want to invite all of you to, including you two. I'll send you the link, and I'm telling you right here. It's called uh, release2reinvent.com. Release2reinvent.com. And we're going to let go of negative emotions once and for all that stop us from living life we want. It's a three-day training. You went to our three-day training. You know they're normally 3500 We're in live. We modified it, put it online. It's about $1,500. We're giving it away for free. It's for free because of situations like this. Listen, to release negative emotions, release negative emotions that are stopping you, fear, guilt, shame, doubt, all those things, we're going to release those, create new stories, create new targets and goals for us to live into. And this technique works up to 85% in the first 15 minutes when we do it, that you'll drop and release negative emotions since origin, since you got them. You'll still have the memory of it, but I'm going to ask you how you feel about it. You're like, hmm, I don't feel angry anymore. And you still see the story. You still play it. Sadness gone, fear gone, guilt gone. And Jeff and I are committed to doing this and not charging a dollar. But you will see on the website, there's a $500 deposit that you'll get after the successful completion of the training. Why? 
because you have to have a stake at your own life when you come in. Second, you don't be in a room full of people who aren't taking the string serious, come in and out whenever they want. And third, successful completion is our way of holding you accountable to your own commitments to yourself. So everybody's invited, pass it around, put yourself to sleep good, Amir. I'm going to forge you that. You just forward it to everybody. But here's one thing I want to leave with you with that last statement you said. We believe, it doesn't mean it's the truth. We believe here at Dental Syndicate is this, that everybody's responsible for their own decisions. As much as you forwarded him that information, come to the Heroes Calling training, it was his choice to do it or not. You did exactly what Jeff said, you said, and Diane said. You offered love. You extended to him. It's his choice, right? So don't hold on to someone else's responsibility, but you can take care of your responsibility and your commitments to share it. And then they get to make a decision. So I just don't want you, I know there's a lot of guilt, there's shame, there's confusion, but I don't want you to think that, you know, yes, could you have done one more? Everybody could have done one more thing. But at the end of the day, he or she gets to choose what they do with the gift that you give them in the relationship. So here's what I want to close with, because we have an expression, we say, give it away. It's really, woo, right? It almost feels like we shouldn't do that. It feels so heavy and somber. But I say bullshit. The reason we say that is to remind, whatever we have that's good, we should give it away, right? We don't hold on to it. We give it away. So I'm going to tell you what's happening here on Facebook. Sarah Askwith said a mere whole bunch of exclamation points. Obviously, this is throughout the thing, right? And then it said, um, Sarah said another thing. So proud of you stepping into the light. You got some loves and thumbs up from people for that. And Keith Hollinger said, go Amir. And like Angela Sullivan said, she's proud of you. And then Michael Chazar, he said, thumbs up hearts. Angela Sullivan said, Amir and Diane are the great examples of love. Wishing you all the best. So here's the point, guys. Just what you're saying tonight is exactly what's happening. You're giving it away. You're passing forth this positive message, this energy, this love, and it's impacting other people. That's just the ones who were able to catch it live tonight. This will be played over and over. We'll send it out to multiple people, and you don't know the ripple effect you'll have. But the fact that you didn't say, hey, Jeff, do something about this. And Mary said, hey, I want to come on your podcast. I want to do something about this. That's taking action. That's giving it away. And you're already seeing some of your impact. So we are going to close with giving it away. I know it sounds heavy. Man, my heart's so heavy right now. Think about his spouse, the children, the business, the patient. I mean, just so much ripple effect that happened. I mean, I don't know this person, but I just feel heavy right now. But I do know if we have each other and we can talk with each other right now about this heavy topic, we need to give it away. And, and I'm going to give you the release to reinvent.com. I'm going to post it up here and that's going to be free. Jeff and I are giving it away because we want people to release that negative emotion so they can have what they want today. So guys, when we do this, they don't know this right in here, but we have a special thing with four. And that's why we talk the number four. It's a choice. And you'll get this when you come to live training. We'll go four, three, two, one. We'll count down, and then we say give it away. But before we do, Jeff, any last words to Amir and Diane? Just grateful for them or anybody? Yeah. I'm super grateful uh, that you came on tonight, Amir and Diana. I really appreciate that. Um, and I appreciate your trust in, in the process here because this is not an easy seat to sit in and to uh, have this type of conversation. It's a heavy conversation, as Sebastian said. 
But what I was so excited about with, uh, with you tonight was a one, I get to catch up with a good friend and B um, I was reflecting a lot since our conversation uh, just about you and about, you know, where I knew you started and where you've gotten to. And to me, um, that gave me so much energy and that gave me so much happiness inside just because I know how much your life has changed. And to me, it was just like, you know what? That's why we're doing what we're doing. And it's just, just think about one person having that much change in their life is what makes all of this worth every bit of time, yep. every bit of energy, every bit that we're pouring into it. And just like Sebastian said, that's why we want to, we want to give away a training so we don't have more instances yes. like this. So we have less conversations that have to deal with this. Yep. So we have more opportunity to do the fun and to celebrate the fun. So to me, when we do four, three, two, one night tonight to give it away, my four, three, two, one is a celebration about you and you two as a couple. And that's what I'm going to celebrate. In yep. And I'm going to say that, Jeff, because here's what I want to celebrate. At the end, listen, six months ago, six months ago, this motherfucker was hiding in the darkness. He was fighting with him. I can't tell Diane. Fuck you. I'm going to lose my marriage. I'm going to lose my kids. We're like, fuck you, man. You're really awesome. You're hiding in the darkness. We're all fucking each other back and forth. <laughs> Remember that? And you get on the camera tonight. Ballsy. Just free, liberated. No shame or guilt. Man, family addiction. I was hiding that shit. Think I'm going to lose my wife. And I was watching. I was like, oh, shit. This is a new man. And now it's all the next evolution. Are you ready? The purpose that's in you to call us, say, hey, I want to get on. We have to talk about this. You have a purpose in you. That leadership. And you couldn't have this before. I really believe you couldn't. You had to come into the light, accepting yourself whole and complete. Now you get championed for other people. Say, this suicide shit, bullshit, it needs to stop. Because at Dental Syndicate, we're committed to eradicating divorce, depression, suicide, and sedation. And Amir said, let's do this. Watch out, Amir. There's some leadership. I mean, huge leadership platform that's birthing in you. There's a purpose. And you're getting it because you're standing in the light. And you got this amazing, powerful partner standing next to you. who can hold a paradox. Knows we're going to fall and make a mistake. But she's badass enough to know that we're going to get up and clean up. That's what a mom does, by the way. They're, they're badass. All right? <laughs> that's what we do. We know mistakes are going to happen. And she clean it up so love you too so much thank you for giving us your heart your time i know you got children home it's late for you guys right now 8 30 9 30 and but we are we did it because we want to give it away so let's give it away so diane you join us ready four, four three, three two one thank you for tonight love you blessings love the smiles thank you love you guys bye-bye Thanks, guys.